0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. The Yankees finally took care of the Astros. It just had to happen when the games didn't really matter, Scott. First time they have swept them since 2013, which was, I think, the first year the Astros came over to the American League. So they were garbage. They were, they were tanking for all those draft picks, which we know what they turned into. But that was, if you remember that series in 2013, end of the year. Andy if I Pettit remember, pitched, if I remember the series from 2013, Keep well, going. I do yes. remember that se- that series kind of vividly. So Andy Pettit, I think, pitched on the final day of the season. He pitched a complete game, mm-hmm. and um, that was the series. Also, that Mariano Rivera, who did not appear in, but there was talk that he was going to play center field. If you remember that, remember, uh, I that, do remember whole, that that whole thing, yeah, uh, because he had the final moment at Yankee Stadium. Uh, where Jeter and Pettit come out and, and he starts crying. So he didn't right, right, pitch right. in the final series of the year, 2013. Yankees weren't going to the postseason. So it's kind of funny that the the, year, the years that they sweep the Astros, the Yankees ain't going anywhere. But uh, yeah, that was like, oh, is Mariano going to play center field? The whole That whole deal. And he didn't play center field. Andy Pettit pitched a complete game and they swept the Astros in 2013. Ten years later, sweeping the Astros. With a completely different team on the on the field as well from from what had been there all year long, so yeah, the uh, the the baby bomber or the Utes. Uh, however, we're, we're talking to them, uh, talking about them. They're here. They're 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 definitely here, and they're completely uh, taking over the lineup. And man, Dominguez. He's fun. He's fun to watch. Like this swing is 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 beautiful. It's got he's got a nice long extended swing. The the follow through is nice. You were talking about the helicopter from the right side uh, at one point, but the left sided swing with the follow through is just it's it's elongated. It's got that full. You know what it would fit nicely in? It would fit nicely in uh, if it were le- if a rod were left handed and his logo his fly fishing logo where yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dominguez's swing. Oh, that's, that's a good call like. out though. A-Rod sometimes had the helicopter from the right-handed he side. Did. He did. And you saw that full motion. That's why his logo looks like a fly fisherman, you know, going out and, <laughs> and just uh, catching some uh, catching some lake, some, some, some trout or some bass, whatever you catch on a river. And, uh, but yeah, Dominguez, his swing looks violent too. Like I, it's, it, some of the balls that he hit weren't hard hit. Uh, you know, when you're looking at, you know, leaderboard of hard hit balls, but the, the swing itself, there's, it looks violent and, and it's a, it's a good one to watch. It's a good one to watch. And the kid came up big. Well, that at bat against Verlander his first ever at bat. He hit the home run to the, to the short, what do they call it at minute made or whatever the place is called now, the the Crawford box, know. right? The, the, eye. the short porch in left field. Yeah. Like that, that's probably not a home run in a lot of places, but that's still an ins- insanely impressive at bat. Justin Verlander, you're making your debut and he took a pitch on the outside half and he went with it and he hit a line drive yeah. to left field. Like that's a fantastic at bat for your first ever big league at bat against a future hall of famer. That, like that that is legit. I mean, there's no doubt the, the the one thing that they've been talking about since he's come up and this was, people are asking, uh, I was listening to the ESPN broadcast last night. Cause you get a different perspective sometimes. Um, and they're talking about, you know, what, what, what do you see from a kid like this that is different, that that gives you more of the uh, you know, the belief that he could be something and um adjustments. That was the one of the one of the big things to talk about. Adjustments. And that's what we talked about last, last episode. And and really, you know, when I'm talking about Dominguez and looking at his history in the minor leagues and how he's gone through, it's it is about the adjustments. The kid has the ability to make those adjustments and if you're going oppo in your first at bat off Justin Verlander, understanding that there's a opportunity in left field, you know, for for a ball if you get it up in the air that it has the chance to go out, the kid made the adjustment and and from the left side is going oppo against Verlander. It's it's impressive. And and in big moments, early on, like I know it's one series, but we can all get excited. Doesn't phase him. Doesn't fade. Like he doesn't, he doesn't feel like he's uh you know, anything was too big for him this weekend, at least. So that's cool to see. It's it's hilarious. I don't know if that's the right word, but like Dominguez comes up top rated prospect, home run in his first at bat judge. When he came up home run in his first at bat, so much hype around him. I think judge even hit a home run in his first series, like another one in his first series that weekend uh, or very soon after that. So it's, you know, Dominguez kind of mirroring what judge did in his, in his first season, not his rookie season. This won't be Dominguez's his rookie season either, because he's not going to have enough time. Um, it is jarring when you see him standing next to Judge and Stanton yeah, and like yeah. sh- shaking hands with those guys cuz like when he's at the plate he doesn't look that small like he I, he doesn't look like Judge when he's standing at the plate but he doesn't look like oh that's that's a that's a short guy up there but then he he starts high five the other guys and you're like oh wow there's a big difference between these two people The first time I noticed it was after his after the home run and uh Stanton's there to to yeah. meet him at the plate. I'm Just like, "Oh my god." i him on the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the uh it's like the Altuve judge meme when he's on set, uh, on uh on second base. Like, "Yeah, he's 5'9." Yeah, five but let's not. Like, Dominguez is not Al- Altuve He's five like nine five, six, he, right? Altuve's five 5'9. Five nine. Nine. Uh. Dominguez is 5'9. No, no. Dominguez is 5'9, and that's that's, you know, who knows if that's uh, if that's generous. <laughs> but Well, he, Altuve's listed at 5'6. He's a meeple. Dominguez he's, is he's, li- he's listed at 5'9. He's all five power in yet. the legs. So if you're listed at five, nine, you, you might be five, nine with, with some thick sole shoes on. That's what I'm saying. He's got, look, you know, I've been, how long have I been asking for Jose Ramirez? That's kind of the body type. He's got a, he's got a Jose Ramirez body type. He's a, he's a, he's, he's got that, that, that compact, you know, low, low center of gravity. I like it. I like that for a baseball player. You can do a lot of things with that. You can do a lot of things with that and he can move it yeah, too, man. He can move it. <clears throat> He went, uh, he only went three for 13, but two of the, two of the hits were, were home runs. Obviously um, he was hitting, didn't he hit fifth on the first night and then third, the, the then the next then two nights. So they're sticking like, them. There's yeah. <laughs> let's go. They're sticking them right in there. He's obviously a switch hitter, uh, which is long-term for this lineup. Extremely nice to be able to stick. Hopefully that bat in the middle of the lineup. Like if you're starting to eye next year, okay. Judge two. Maybe, uh, or maybe we could put Judge in the three spot where he belongs and and put Dominguez in the two. two. Yeah, and you got Rizzo back, hopefully healthy next year to to also mix up. And then you can start to think of a core of a lineup with Judge, Dominguez, Rizzo, Stanton in some order with with DJ and, and Glaber there as well. So that's a you're talking a top six right there with good balance between left and right. Like okay, now we can get excited about next year if all things go well going into next year. Yeah, and all, all, also the you know the Yankees like, <coughs> looking at this as an opportunity and not not taking taking a, a page from from history 2017 and identifying the fact that they need to Add, not just not just to look at the and, and, and be in awe about the young talent, but add and and supplement and make sure that they're maximizing, you know, the, the talent around them and giving the young talent more opportunities by putting veteran leaders, more veteran presence that 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 are, you know, established baseball players that are established guys in the lineup around them. And that's what we'll we'll find out. You know, I wouldn't be surprised either if Dominguez long term if they saw him uh even at the at the leadoff spot. I could see that with the plate discipline that he has, that, that's one of his big attributes. What was his yeah, what was his walk rate in the minors? I'm going to get that real quick. <clears throat> that's a, you know, Mookie Betts, you see with with a, a lot of success in that and that spot wouldn't surprise me if uh in you know the the analytics age that they try to get him more at bats and put him in the leadoff spot, especially as a switch hitter. So um, he's got a hun- 182 walks in 1300 plate appearances. Let me let me get let me do some some quick math here. Uh his, his, from, divided from, by from everything I remember hearing about him too, the walk rate wasn't four, as, 14% walk. It's rate. not great but he doesn't strike out a ton and he's he's uh you know, he's aggressive. So he's he's a, he was a he's a more aggressive guy with the bat and can um you know, just have, have the, the plate discipline so that he's actually swinging at strikes. I could see that yeah, as, uh, as something that they uh, like if, in the leadoff spot. You don't necessarily need to just be a guy that walks a ton to, to, to be a leadoff hitter, but the plate discipline is is obviously key, um, which is why, like, when they flirted with Glaber in the leadoff spot uh, earlier in his career, it's just like, this is not the type of hitter that Glaber Torres is. He's not going to be a leadoff type hitter, and that's okay. So maybe, maybe Dominguez can be. Um, I just hope, and I think he will play virtually every day throughout the month of September. Get him however many at bats, four or five at bats a night. Work out all of the rust. You know, he'll maybe he'll go through an 0 for ten stretch where he looks terrible. He's going to go through some stretches where he looks great. And obviously, hit the home run, which he'll remember forever. That's like a that's an all time moment for him. But just play every day. No, none of this crap of you know. Let's get some other guys. No, he's up here for one reason only, and it's to play every day for the rest of the season yeah hundred percent I mean, I'm sure they'll give him a rest here and there just because these guys are playing or they yeah they're you got to get those twenty year old legs got to get those twenty year old legs some rest. well, they you know yeah, this is what you'll hear they have' them, they they uh the minor league season doesn't go as long as the major league season so there, mm. there are they're not used to it. You need to get them some rest. Yeah, you got to make sure mm-hmm. that you're building in those days. Whatever. What happened to the? What happened to the whole? Uh, you know, making sure that we're resting, guys. <laughs> making sure that we're we're building that stuff in. You know, building in uh, all of the all the rest. What do we call it? We call it. Uh, what do we call it? I don't know. What are you talking about? What do we call? It what are you talking rest about? people? When we rest people, load in management the season. Is yeah. that load management? Load management. Are we? Are lo- you mocking load me? Management? Or are you not? We I'm trying to mock you, but you're not playing way. along with me mocking you. Yeah, you load. Man- you're a big load management guy. <laughs> why are we not? Why are we not being <laughs> no. being so? Why are we not being so? Uh, you know, a- attached to and and on top of load management for our young players, we got to have them sustained over the course of their career. Do not you know? categorize me as a load management guy. What I said was the way they handled judge last year actually worked. So I gave them some credit. I don't give the Yankees credit often. Okay. And then the one time that I do, you don't even let me do it. (laughs) It's because when there's a coincidence, you know, that happens, it was a coincidence. It just just so happens that, that he's, he, he stayed healthy for the season. Yeah. Uh, The fact that, so just like, so just like so, do you think that the Yan- so just like the postseason in the Yankees front office mind, it's a crapshoot. Staying healthy is just a crapshoot. We're not doing anything wrong. We're, we're, well, it's no, just, no, oh, no a I don't. Guy gets a- healthy. Guy doesn't get healthy. You know, whatever. It's just it's it's more about pointing to a particular thing when the thing that you want happens, and you're like, that's why it happened. That's exactly why it happened. Rather than yeah, he was just taking good care of himself, and and he was uh you know he came into the season healthy and feeling good. All that stuff. It's just a matter of, of, of what we're actually attributing to the success of, of, of particular players in particular areas of the game. That's all. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you, Scott, the fall can be a busy time. You know, all of that apple picking and fantasy football deliberation. Although this October, you might have some extra time on your hands without some postseason baseball to watch every single night. Either way, you uh, do not want to go through this fall without trying out America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Factor. Factor Office offers delicious, flavor-packed options that meet many dietary needs, calorie-conscious, keto-friendly, veggie, and vegan meals. There is literally something for everyone. The process is super easy. You go on their website and you pick your meal from a weekly selection of over 34 delicious options. Factor prepares and cooks them to perfection with their gourmet chefs. Then the food is delivered directly to you. All you have to do is simply heat it up. It takes two minutes and you are ready to eat amazing food the ingredients and the meals are always fresh and never frozen you can also level up with gourmet plus options which allow you to add premium ingredients to your meals Tr- uh, truffle butter is is something they list and you know for some foodies out there truffle butter that's going to be a menu buzzword for you this is seriously the easiest and best option I have ever found for eating good good healthy food that is quick and easy head to factormeals.com slash Bronx 50. Use code Bronx fifty to get fifty percent off. That's fifty percent, half off your first order is an amazing deal. Factormeals dot com slash Bronx fifty. Thank you, Factor. I love some truffle butter. Yeah, put truffle butter on anything; it makes it better. (laughs) Okay, unless you're my wife who doesn't like mushrooms, which makes no sense to me. That's going to be a problem then. Yeah. Uh, Austin Wells, M- Mr. Mustache, because we have to be fair about mustache. Mustachios. Mustache. Mustache eye. Mm, sure. We criticized Radon for doing the mustache when he had done jack shit for this organization. Yeah. Here, here comes Austin Wells. Not yeah. not the, the the guy that the spotlight is going to be on for the call-ups because that is Jason Dominguez. Austin mm-hmm. Wells also was called up. So he's kind of flying under the radar, but boom, he shows up with just a thick boy. On the yeah. top of his lip oh, it's a, a rug, rug a carpet on his yeah. upper lip mm-hmm. look i like it he, he first of all <laughs> he's been in the organization okay it is amazing he's, he's, he, the difference and we are just completely transparent with it you get drafted by the yankees you come up to the system i don't care what you do i like it you sign a big free agent contract fuck you put up <laughs> or shut up <laughs> well let me okay first of all austin wells before he even stepped foot in, and and put on the Yankee uniform did more than Carlos Rodon <laughs> by fixing Anthony Volpe's swing. Okay, good point. Over chicken parm. Good so, point. Yeah, the the mustache is completely valid at that point. And the, the the kid's been growing it for for a little bit. He's earned his way up the ranks. It's not like he was just given something. You know, this is this is completely earned. Of course, he looks great. <laughs> looks great. I hope he keeps it forever. I hope that mustache, you know, has it takes a life of its own. But it is thick. <laughs> It is. And it is there. And it's, it is, it's, it's, it's it um, <laughs> Hard to left, miss. left-handed swing. If you listen to the ESPN folks talking about how the Yankees are going to be, uh, you know, relooking at everything, auditing the entire organization, no shit. Uh, but one of the things that they're going to be doing <laughs> is, is uh, left-handed bats, left-handed bats, much more emphasis on left-handed bats. That's a new thing. Yeah. New thing in the Bronx. The right, the right side of the uh, the outfield is uh, is open for exploitation. So left-handed bats, pretty important. Uh, and uh, and Wells, who I keep in my in my head, I've, I've I've almost called him Brian McCann like thirty times. I don't know. why. He does why. have a McCann face. My brain goes to Brian McCann every time. But um, and Brian McCann was always like that guy. They're like, is he is he really the catcher or is he more of a DH? Because he was more known for his offensive prowess, and and that's what his this. He was this, pretty uh, good in Atlanta, though. He, he, no, he, he was, was pretty good. good, but he was definitely more known for his offensive uh, side of the game. That's it. He does he does give me that those those uh, those those McCann those McCann vibes, which I think are pretty good vibes. You know, Brian McCann, pretty good pretty good yeah. baseball player. So I was reading a scouting report. I forget how I saw this uh, on Austin Wells. So reading from MLB pipeline, Wells is a complete package at the plate, hitting for average and power while also drawing a healthy amount of walks, a left-handed hitter. He recognizes pitches and controls the strike zone consistently, producing hard contact to all fields. He creates plus raw power with his combination of strength and bat speed. And he taps into it by regularly driving the ball in the air. Wells is quicker than most catchers and stole 16 bases without getting caught in each of his first two pro seasons. While he'll never win a Gold Glove, he has worked diligently to improve his receiving and throwing. He has made himself into at least a fringy receiver, but be, uh, but um, base stealers have run wild on him in 2023. And then this also this scouting report, report also says the Yankees like offensive the Yankees like offensive minded catchers. Is that true? well, Jorge Pasada, okay, Brian McCann, but like recent recently they have pivoted to pure Gary Sanchez. Pitchers. I but, know, but get, when you're when they're being intentional, when they're being intentional about a particular thing, it's like the defensive. Okay, of I agree with that. Yes, they 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 feel if they can get above average offense from the catching position, then they have a leg up on the rest of the league because usually catchers are not good offense, and, and that is true, right? Like when you think of some of the best catchers of the past twenty years, from Mike Piazza all the way to Buster Posey, all the way to you know whatever, uh, JT Real Muto now when you have an offensive force at catcher that is a big difference maker but not to the detriment of of the sh- pitching staff right that's that's the big thing you know when when you're looking at you can't be a below average defensive catcher though and and that be okay we we played that game we, tried we saw that. what happened there we tried <laughs> Been that there, that didn't done work that. yeah that 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 did not work um so so yeah the the receiving portion of the job is extremely important and to that point who uh you know there were there were compliments of of uh of of Wells and his receiving and and the you know the way that he called the game. So he he comes across as a guy I didn't we need to see him more obviously. We need to see him sure. I'm excited to to see the rest of the season and watch him more closely and to see how he calls a game to see how and even calling a game today to, compared to 3 years ago is completely different because a lot of times the pitchers are really more they're just in more control of what they're going to be throwing today more than anything with pitchcom they're calling their own they're a lot of times they're calling their own game um especially with uh with a guy like Wells who's just coming up it doesn't have the familiarity of these of these guys you're going to see that more often now <clears throat> i'm i'm interested to see how uh his defensive game is on the major league level, how he, you know, everybody's talking about him being exploited with his arm, being exploited with the base runners. That, that will be interesting to see. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think there are very many catchers that don't get exploited in today's game because of the, all of the rule changes that are um, in the runner's favor at this point. But if he can, if he could call and in framing, honestly, like is framing going to be a thing in three years? Pro- probably not. Four years, five years, probably not. I would I would argue that it isn't. So if you're if you're going again like organizational depth and like the way that you're training catchers and, and framing is a big piece of it. Maybe you should rethink that in the way that uh, baseball is trending and and towards robo umps because it's not going to be a thing when that happens. Framing is going to be completely obsolete at that point. So let's just make sure that we're being diligent of that and not you know just getting uh, kids and training them to frame and and losing the rest of the mechanics of catching because. I want you to be able to call a good game. I want you to be able to keep the ball in front of you. I want you to be able to, you know, throw with accuracy. Um, I want those things. So I'm I'm excited to, to watch him and just kind of scout with my own eyes. Yeah, but framing is going to be something for the next couple of seasons. Because sure. if we if we use the pitch clock as a precedent, that was first introduced into the minor leagues in like 20, like low, low levels of the minors in like 2017, right? And then it took – six years to work its way up through the systems through the minor league systems and into the major leagues. I think six seasons before it, it was just feels like the Yankees sometimes are a little bit behind on the way that the, the game is trending. So uh, this is no, just like, you know, a no. public statement right here from the common sense department. Let's just keep an eye on that and make sure we don't go all eggs in one basket, please. Sure. Okay, fine. But if Austin Wells is going to be contributing to the Yankees catching in 2024, He should be. Framing is going to still be important in twenty twenty four. Yes, it. it, You're right. It absolutely is. And you know, assuming who knows what happens with, uh, with the way that the Yankees are treating this, this, these call ups. Right? Are they looking at this as as uh, showcases for trades? Are they looking at this as showcase for next year? You could see. You could see two different ways of thinking. You know, some of them a little mixed bag of both. Uh, for these guys to, to 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 parlay them into some other players, we'll see. We'll see who's in charge of that. Probably going to be Brian Cashman, but we'll see. You know what what he's doing with that. You forgot the ticket sales in September. Oh yeah, well that's true. It's it's important for ticket sales. Jason Dominguez alone I mean, is important for ticket sales. Yeah, who was going to go pay to the at the stadium to watch this the old the team from a week ago play in September? Nobody other than old timers day weekend where the core four is coming back and Jeter was going to be there yet. No one was going to go, especially once football rolls around F that. Now you, there's a reason to you go catch back the memo and, and watch this team right now. There's some, some excitement. Everybody still goes to the games. It still happens. That, that, that's that. I mean, how knows that that's the thing. I have a question. All right. So, it's on the fans. It's on the with fans Dominguez to, uh, to not go with the, with Dominguez being up. Maybe now, and 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 with all the the fanfare and excitement around him, uh, you know, once the Yankees get a little closer to being eliminated here, uh, can 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 they sit Aaron Judge? Can they finally rest him? Because Dominguez is probably enough to bring butts in seats. Right? People want to see the kid, the new one, the new shiny object, the new the new toy. Now well, that uh, now things. that he's up, I'm wondering if we can uh, if we can get Judge a little bit of rest because I still think he's being hampered by that by that foot at the plate. He's striking out quite a bit. Doesn't look the same. Two things. We'll talk about Aaron Judge in a second. But the Yankees are now only a game below 500 with that sweep Mm -hmm. of Houston. So you you win the series against Detroit coming up at home. You just kick their butts in Detroit. You win the series. You're above 500. Little baby steps. Maybe you work it to six and a half games out. Maybe, maybe, mm -mm, maybe they go on a little bit of a run and, and uh, and can sniff the playoffs. You ever think of that? Of course, I look at the I look at the standings every day. I'm 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 a sick I'm a sick person. Uh, I look at the standings and I, and I see who lost because if the Yankees win, I want to know who lost. I want to know what happened. Yes, of course, I'm still looking at that. Do I think it's probable? No, they have to leapfrog like three teams. So it's yeah, three teams. Uh, it, it's one of those it's one of those pieces that's very difficult to do. A lot of a lot of right a lot of things have to happen. But is it possible? Yes, it's possible. This is why this is why I said for them to do it three weeks before they did it you infuse a little sure. bit of new life you infuse something different right after the trade deadline if they had fired Boone at the same time it would have been even more of a shot in the arm and but they had and just now hired you, Sean you, Casey. you you just play it's fine you play with make him the manager i don't give a shit D- just not the same guy and then you all of a sudden have so, the shot in the arm that they're having right now <laughs> but you have it 3 weeks earlier when you're not dead and buried god forbid we put so, you know if you're going to do it do it at a time when you can actually make some make some progress Can you pull up the schedule? Because I'm I'm looking at the standings right now. They have six with Toronto remaining, right? And and, uh, sort of back six or seven. One of them may be a four game set. I'm bringing it up right now. So right now, the Yankees are eight and a half out. The Red Sox are three games ahead of the Yankees. I can't believe you're doing this. And then the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are seven ahead of the Yankees. So, and Houston is currently a game and a half ahead of Toronto. So here's yep. the way to, for here's the path to the playoffs for the Yankees. It's, okay, six, ready it's for this? six against Toronto, two to home and home. So you need to make up, you need to, you're eight and a half back. We know that. But what needs to happen yep. is Houston needs to struggle a little bit. If uh-huh. the Yankees could possibly catch Houston, they do have the tiebreaker against them now because they just swept them. They don't have the Yankees do not have the tiebreaker against Boston. Boston has killed you and they season. will not. So you're going yes. <clears> to <throat> you just have to cleanly beat Boston, but there are only three ahead of you right now. That that's, that's catchable in a month or four games in a month of four baseball game set coming up in a week. Okay. And Toronto, you're going to have to sweep all of those games against Toronto and be two games better than them outside of those games. Right.
2: So okay. Following that's me? possible.
1: I'm following you. I'm here. And let me so, let me keep, let me just hold on before you keep going. There's a uh, day off before the Toronto series, the first one, and a day off the, before the Toronto series the second time. So rested, rested arms, ready to go. Whose is oh, better? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that that's what that's what needs to happen. The Red Sox, the Red Sox need to be four games worse than you. The mm-hmm. Blue Jays need to be <clears throat> eight games worse than you. Uh huh. And the uh, Astros need to be nine games worse than you. Nine games worse than you. That's because they, because then you would tie with the Astros, and you have the tiebreaker. And or Texas, because you know that could flip flop. Texas is Texas as well. Texas is is mathematically uh, ahead of the Astros by a half a game because they have one less loss but one less win as well. But it's, it loss column matters more. Right, Uh, so that's another one to contend with, though. So here's the good thing: you said four games better than Boston. Got a four game set coming up with with the same. Okay, so sweep sweep them, sweep them, done, easy sweep them. (laughs) Yeah, they they have they you know Detroit for three games, Milwaukee for three games in the homestand, and then you're going to Fenway, you're going up to Boston next next Monday for that four game set, uh, and then out to Pittsburgh, and then and then some some days off in between uh, the Toronto series, both Toronto series. But yeah, you gotta you this homestand, Detroit and Milwaukee, important homestand for this Yankees. You gotta you gotta sweep it. You, I mean, the Yankees basically virtually have to win. They can the only rest lose like games. three more games, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so and if those three games, I swear to God, I swear to God, if that happens in the last three game set at Kansas City, <laughs> right, will, right, right, I will go. I will. I will. I don't know what I will do, but it will not be. What good. will you do? It's something like a, bad. In Dumb and Dumber, so you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Yeah, never say never, but yeah, there's um, there's an opportunity. It's you know things have happened before. The problem lies in the fact that there are three slash four teams ahead of you. I, we That's did that i did that lie. mockingly they they buried themselves way too big of a hole they dug themselves way too big of a hole to to <laughs> climb out of this i was it an exciting sweep over the astros sure because the uh, you know fuck the astros we all hate the astros but like yeah unfortunately it doesn't really matter for for the standings this season like the yankees are not going to make the playoffs unless we literally everything we just said ha- has to happen happened yeah yeah so the chance of all of those things happening is very very slim. One of those things, sure. If you had to catch one team, anything can happen. One team gets cold, one team gets hot. You can chase down a team. We've seen that happen a thousand times in baseball history. Very rarely have you seen four teams get cold and one team gets super hot, and, and then that team m- makes the the playoffs. other the other uh, the other thing to watch if we're if we're watching standings at this point is that um, Boston is is three games ahead of us in the loss column for last place. So if we believe that oh, the last place, for the, last. the battle for last, yeah, or the battle for second to last, if you will, the, depending on how you're looking at it, the, um, if you believe that that is the line in the sand for, for changes then to we, happen, should be root, we, should, we should be rooting, we should be rooting for the Red Sox coming up. So, so, you know, we can root for the Yankees to win, but if the Red Sox also win outside those four games, then the seller the is still the place that they can finish and said changes can then happen. They can occur. Oh yeah, I would much rather also new streak. It, it would create a new streak, right? Because there's a streak right now for Yankees seasons above 500. That would be something uh, that would also be at uh, it, it's at risk if 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 the if they again uh, finish in last place. Do you care about taking the boon and the the coaching changes out of it? Do you actually care at all about the not finishing in last and the always finishing 500 or better streak that the Yankees have going? No, I don't care about the streaks. No, no I don't. I mean, yet being in last place is a bad thing. It's a it's a it's a black mark. But to me, like whether they finish in last or not, it doesn't matter. It's this. It it should be the same thing. the The season was a complete disappointment. They had the opportunity to finish in last. They very well could finish in last. And if they don't, sure. then it's because of circumstance. They they're a last place team right now. That needs to be uh, understood. If they don't feel that, then then you know that they're looking at the wrong thing. So whether they finish in last or don't finish in last it actually doesn't matter. Whether they finish under 500 or just over 500 it actually doesn't matter. I don't care about the streaks. In fact, let's start a new streak. New streaks are fun, right? Let's looking back and saying, "Well, the Yankees haven't done that. Well, now the Yankees have." So, how about we reset? Let's let's get rid of that narrative and 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 start talking about something different. Right. You're below 500 and in last place on Labor Day. I mean, that season's a complete disaster. Like it doesn't matter what happens the last four weeks of the season. And hopefully Hal realizes that and is not blinded by a hot finish to the season with young infused talent, like actually playing well, like that's great. And if that happens, cool, but that should not change the decisions that he is going to have to be making as an owner and a leader of this organization. Because when you're talking about in in the future and when you're looking back, history will reflect on a last place finish differently than a second, to last place finish. It will, but when you're evaluating your performance in real time, yeah, in real time, there's no difference whether you finish a game over 500, a game below 500, fourth place, or fifth place. There's no difference to any of that. 100%. You're spot on. That's, uh, that's, that's accurate. That's the common sense department speaking. So let's, let's hopefully that, hopefully that's a mandate and a memo that gets sent around Yankee Stadium. All right, one. I do want to talk about one more thing on Austin Wells, but before that, tell you guys about Game Time, our preferred ticket app, because it is the easy, easiest way to buy tickets to whatever you want to go to. Sporting events, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. The app has a ton of cool features and is very easy to use. It shows you the trending tickets, what sections the best deals are in, calls out cheap options and flash deals, and much more so you can make an informed purchase. There's also event cancellation protection so you can buy with confidence if there's going to be some bad weather or something like that that i love using it because you get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect the buying process is super fast a couple of taps and you are done the tickets go then directly to your phone so you don't have to go through your emails to find them snag tickets today without stress using game time download the game time app create an account use code bronx for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply once again download the app create an account and use code bronx b-r-o-n-x just in case you had to have that spelled for you and you get 20 bucks off your first purchase. <clears throat> As I continued to die from this 12-day long cold, there was a cool clip I saw on yes of Michael King talking about Austin Wells after the game yesterday, praising him for his communication and game calling, said that he ma- Wells made it a point to talk to King, you know, in preparation for the game, how he well, likes to. No, but like
2: Some would say that that
1: was, you know, pretty, pretty standard. But this, he, King, just watch the clip because it's cool. King talked about the questions he was asking, like the little things Wells yeah. wanted to know to make it so uh, King was more comfortable and like took sure. uh, feedback very well. Like he specifically called out how he likes to throw front door sinkers or front hip sinkers. Um, a lot of catchers will set up just like, you know, on the inside corner of the plate. Like this is where the target. King said, I like it if the catcher sets up. Inside of that corner, because I don't want—I would rather miss in. I would rather hit the bladder than leave it in the middle of the plate and leak my sinker out because that's probably going to be an extra base hit. So it's just those sort of those little things that he said Wells picked up right away. So like, is that bullshit? Not bullshit. Is that stupid? Is silly? I don't know. I mean. We're, no, we're, you're trying, like, to you're, find, it, we're it, trying to it, find it, little things this here. This is what dude. it is. I, I'm, I'm making a joke. The the you, These are the things that make you feel good. They're like the little things, the nuances of baseball. And you want to hear that your young guy is being, yeah. in, is, is going that extra mile, looking for the little things, understanding the details, understanding that each pitcher has different tendencies, has different things that they like. And yes, it's, it's 100%. The relationship between the pitcher, the battery relationship is probably the most important relationship on the field every single day. If those guys aren't in sync on the same page, then there's a problem with the game off the off the off the bat. So, yes, those things are important. And Michael King with the amount of movement that he has on some of those pitches, it is important to understand. Do you want me to line up where the pitch is going to be? Do you want me to line up where you're you're throwing the pitch uh, so that you can start it at the glove, understanding that it's going to it's going to run inside? Those are little things that they need to understand. And and so yes, the details those minute those minute details are are, like I love that stuff in baseball that's that's as inside baseball as you can get and and I think that stuff is important so he's asking the right questions and he's building the right rapport um and Michael King looked good again I thought Michael King looked looked good again and you know the uh, the audition for him starting next year continues and and it's going well I think yeah he said he loves also in that clip it was like a five minute clip on on the yes Twitter um he said he loves strategizing in the in the off days before the game like in between starts so. Um, I mean, obviously, as a, as a young pitcher, you want to be a starter because that's how you're going to make money, right? Like, sure. how many times have we seen these relievers get burnt out throughout arbitration and then maybe sign, like, a decent contract? But, like, let's be real. You're either right? a starter or a closer. That's where you want to be. That's, right. Those are exactly. the two places. <laughs> <laughs> swing, uh, swing men, uh, versatile seventh inning or spot starter openers do not get paid. No, and the the hold stat doesn't doesn't get paid either, unless you're the Yankees in the late uh, 2010s with um, uh, Zach Britton, because he got closer money to pitch the eighth inning. That's true, but he had done it before. Before, so yes, the hold stat will 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 pay more if you've done the closing before. Um, so we were talking about Aaron Judge, and we pulled some numbers on him in the month of August. I know we're a couple of days into September, but in the month of August, he only hit 196 in 117 played appearances and struck out 30 uh, 35 times. Um, there was a couple games that he just looked uh, terrible. He struck out three times in three separate games, and then he had a four strikeout game as well. So if you sort of chunk the numbers between, I think it was August 15th and and now. The strikeout rate is much much higher. You're saying because you know, there was also an article and Boone was quoted. The article was in the post that said uh, asked uh, Boone was asked about his base running judges and said significant improvement with the toe and and this mm-hmm. true. Like if you look at his base running this weekend versus his base running at the end of July when he came back, it is a significant improvement. Is that? pain has diminished is that judge has learned how to manage it better is that judge getting just more confident with it and saying okay i'm not going to injure this thing more so i'm just gonna be able to let it fly a little bit more with confidence like i don't know the running does look better but you're still you know the the at bats while he is hitting home runs he is still striking out a lot so maybe there's just some inconsistencies in different parts of his game or maybe he's just in a bad stretch right now with strikeouts who the hell knows it could be a bad stretch of strikeouts. There's no doubt it could be. Uh, but what we've seen with him is that he certainly cleaned that up quite a bit. And as we saw with Lemayhu, one of the big, it took him half of a season after going through a complete offseason after yeah. you know being uh, being riddled with uh, with the toe injury at the end of last year as well. Like, it took him a while to, to to figure out how to effectively be himself and hit with that thing because I do think it's different. That's the piece whether it hurts or not whether whether it's sore whether it affects the the flexibility in the way that you're you know turning that that foot I don't know but I do know this running in a straight line is different than than uh than than hitting it's it's a different it's a different mechanic on the foot it's a different turn there's different load on it there's there's a lot of things that are different so you know, while straight line speed might be might be uh, more comfortable for him, I do think that there's something that's hindering him at the plate, and you got to look at the toe. So it's going to take him a little bit. And yes, mechanics could be off because of that, right? Like mechanics absolutely could be off. It could feel different. He just doesn't have the same timing because of it. There's a lot of things that can happen. Uh, that I believe that you know, just some rest and relaxation for that guy. Get off the feet. He's also just a big dude, man. And like you got to believe. And I've said this so many times in the in the past when we're talking about these uh, Stanton and Judge like they're just bigger people so the weight on on their extremities is just more it's 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 harder it's harder to to also come back from mechanical changes because there's such a a, a long you know, area where, where their arms are longer, their legs are longer. It's just, there's more room for error with mechanics, with guys like that. A guy like Jason Dominguez, who's compact, who has such a, you know, it's a violent looking swing. It looks different and he doesn't have as much room for error. It's like, he's, he's, he's like a, you know, mighty mouse compared to, uh, you know, a guy who's got to deal with a lot more body. It's just more body to deal with and, and get back to the same place every single time and repeat those mechanics. I got to believe it's just harder to do that as a, as a bigger bodied person uh, than, than someone who's more compact. So I, I think that's part of it. But he's still productive and he's still in the zone. That's that's the beauty of it. Like the other day when he Yankee Stadium, he hit a ball that was, you know, had traveled on him, you know, almost, almost behind the plate. And everywhere else, anybody else, it would have been a foul ball to the right side. Oh, or yeah, he hit probably it right the line. bad contact yeah. and he hit a down the line home run. That's the difference between him. He's still able to do that. And even when he's not right completely and he's still, you know, making some of those mechanical mistakes. If he's long through the zone like that, he's got the raw power and the ability to keep things fair. So that's the big thing with, with his swing change. But yeah, I think he's mechanically off a little bit. And I think that the foot is probably having to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, fastest ever career-wise to 250 home runs for Aaron Judge did it in like 800-something games. Um, to your point about will they shut him down, I don't think they're going to shut him down this season. It I doesn't think he's seem just like get, it, unless it gets I, worse. Yeah, but like I agree if it gets worse, but it doesn't seem like it's getting worse and it just seems like he's going to play out the string with his DH days and and off days mixed in, right? Like That, that just seems like it's going to... I don't know why Because I I, I promise you that he doesn't want to be shut down because it's it's also, and I get that and I get that and I, I appreciate that. There's a, especially now with all these young guys here, he wants to be there. He wants to be playing. He wants to be in the mix. He's a leader that Dominguez is talking about Judge as being the big brother. Like that's him now. He's the captain of this team. So, so being out there every day, even if you're battling through an injury, it matters. It does. And I understand that. I do. I, from Aaron judge's perspective, if I were him, I wouldn't want to come out of the game either. I'd want to keep playing. Even if I'm you know, 80%. I would 100% be, be pissed off if I got pulled out. That, that said, if they are eliminated for the longevity, I I can't, you can't convince me that there's not a higher probability of him being injured with the current status of his foot, you know, uh, over that him just being completely healthy. Like there's got to be a higher percentage of him inj- re-injuring that thing as he's running or or you know, of course, uh, injuring something else because of that. <laughs> then you're just saying sitting there, and, and yeah, of course. Yeah, um, the uh, th- assuming they're mathematically eliminated by the last week of the season against Kansas City, he probably won't play those games. Otherwise, I think he's going to play because they're on the road, right? That well, the, the, that's- three three games in KC, he's probably not going to play because they're not going to be fighting for a playoff spot at that point. Uh, but up until then, they they still have home games and stuff like that. They're playing the Blue Jays a bunch. Like Judge is probably going to want to play just to make sure the Blue Jays don't make the playoffs and, and little shit like that. So lo- looking at the schedule, <clears throat> the twenty fourth against Arizona is their last home game. They finish the the season on the road. Twenty fifth is an off day. Then they have three against they have three against Toronto, three against Kansas City, all on the road. So if they're, I think he'll play in Toronto. I think he'll play in Toronto. If Even they're if mathematically they're math- eliminated after after that homestand, uh, zero reason for him to play in Toronto. I agree, zero reason. But I think he, maybe he won't play the outfield, but I bet he DHs a day or two. Is Toronto turf? Oh, yeah. Is Toronto turf? turf. turf. Of course yeah, it's turf. it's turf. So let's not play there. Kansas City's not turf. Kansas City what is if, grass. Beautiful what grass. If Tor- what if Toronto is still fighting for a playoff spot? It doesn't matter. I... I that's ego who gives a shit protect your player okay. the season doesn't matter i'm aware especially at Very that point aware. if you're ma- i'm saying if you're mathematically eliminated and you're in the last week and you're on the road now you're no longer at home you don't have the the you know the commitment to the to the home fans and you're trying to get butts in seats like if toronto doesn't sell out because Aaron judge isn't there who gives a shit no, really? That's not, Who gives no, a shit? That, that's not going to impact. I know, but I'm saying like, if the Toronto fans don't, don't, aren't able to see uh, Aaron Judge uh, because he is sitting due to him playing on turf and the, the foot and they're mathematically eliminated, who's going to have a problem with that besides maybe right, la- Aaron Judge? The last thing to mention before we wrap up, Luis Severino, after a couple good outings against some bad teams, did not look good against Houston. Threw over 100 pitches in four innings. Did not get a single swing and miss. Four innings, six hits, four runs, a walk, three strikeouts, two home runs allowed. The amount of foul balls. I don't know if you have that number the number of foul balls well he didn't was, get any swings was, and misses in over 100 pitches i don't have the foul ball numbers but yeah this it is was a lot we've it seen was a lot of foul balls i saw the number and it was like whoa i can't believe how many foul balls there were and yeah he he couldn't get there were a couple there was a, an at bat to Abreu i think specifically that was just like he was just fouling everything off he couldn't couldn't get anything past him so there was he definitely had a look looked different uh, yeah and so once the offseason rolls around we're going to dive into Decisions like re-signing Severino uh, and some other players, and and just some top free agent targets. Not necessarily a GM episode, but more of just like a, a healthy debate between you and I, which I'm sure will not involve any yelling. No yelling. No yelling involved at all. Just calm, rational calm, discussions. Yeah. Just common sense. Just a couple guys okay. talking common sense. all righty that's going to wrap it up hope you guys sitting your injured superstar on the road when you're mathematically eliminated (laughs) for the last week of the season you know to be clear i'm not saying they should play him i'm just telling you what i think they will do because they are not common sense driven that's going to wrap up today's show thank you guys so much for listening hope you all are enjoying your long holiday weekend and we'll be back at you later this week hey guys thanks for listening to the bronx pinstripe show